top of the hour late y'all out there. Tis be the Duck and Sun podcast hosted by yours truly, Santiago Barbara and Dr. Joaquin Barbara. Duck and Sun. This is episode 78 where I go, I son solo go seven, uh, solo for the 24th time I believe. And uh, yes, tis I be speaking in a very crappy Irish accent for numerous reasons. Well, only one specific reason. Today is St. Patrick's Day. March 17th. And, uh... Yeah. So everybody's just wearing green. And, uh, pinching all of those who are greenless. And, uh, just, uh, getting hammered at, at the closest pub... Uh, in like a eight mile radius. Uh, I don't. I actually don't know what the, the distance like to any pubs, but all I know is that uh, wherever they are, getting hammered on Guinness, Sam Adams, I don't know, Scotch whiskey, uh, Jack Daniels, uh, any hard Irish liquor or beer, we can get their hands on like singing old Irish ballads like. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. So far, that's <laughs> afraid that's the only Irish ballad that I know uh, know so far. Um, yeah, my accent sucks, and uh, apparently, I am very fascinated with uh, Ireland, the history of Ireland, its people, its culture. And, uh, it's long-standing traditions of, uh, I don't know, singing ballads and pubs and, like, I don't know, having feasts and participating in festivals. And, uh, of course, it's, uh, Catholic, uh, like, them coming to America and, like, they're responsible for, like, I don't know, maybe Statue of Liberty, coal mines, factories, sweatshops, workshops, uh, family restaurants, uh, businesses, um, the the mob, uh, yeah, they came to New York and Hell's uh, immigrated to Hell's Kitchen, the most popular uh, Irish dominated uh, uh, part of New York. There's also I think some in Chicago, but Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, yeah, they're the ones like uh, when they came to America, like uh, the Pilgrims came to America in 1620, they came to Boston, uh, Plymouth Rock in Massachusetts, and like I think that's where the Irish got their, the, the, the Bostonians got their, you know, like, ka, yeah, yeah, totally queer, let's get some beer, yeah, let's go to a Red Sox, a Patriots game, yeah, Larry Bird, I love Larry Bird, and, uh, you know, the, uh, let's go to Fenway, a big green monster, and, uh, you know, all that, st- uh, that's where they, you know, ka, car, yeah, it came from the, the 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 British because of the Bostonians. No, because of the the Bostonians got their accents because of the British. Yeah, and uh, the way that they pronounce things, uh, herbs, herbs, uh, you know something. Yeah. So basically, the Irish are responsible for the the the, the English responsible for the Bostonians, but no, there's mostly tons and tons and tons of Irish. Yep, everybody up there in Ireland, 
Boston, New York, Chicago, getting hammered, going green on a Guinness, Scotch, uh, Jack Daniels, whiskey, sing Irish ballads, and like, uh, yeah, reminiscing on the, uh, like, the, the old country. Yeah, back in the old country, I used to, we would have to, like, wake up at a, at three in the morning and, like, uh, shove the, the horseman or onto the, 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 the dead pigs, birds, or what. I don't know, farmers, farmers, and potato. the potatoes, they make the finest potatoes come all the way from the old country of Ireland, from the good old country, potatoes, and they're the ones who started Halloween, the tradition of carving pump, uh, faces into pumpkins, jacqueline's, originally they carved uh, on Hallow's Eve, originally Hallow's Eve in Ireland, like, God knows, like, centuries ago, you would carve faces into potatoes to scare... They, they used it to scare away evil, demonic spirits. Now, in America, or everywhere now, in ha on Halloween, it's become tradition to carve a face into a pumpkin. You know, just to, like, uh, for the Halloween festivities. Yeah. So I guess the Irish have a... We have a lot to thank the Irish for, and... Uh, and just to show it, I would like to uh, give these people, I'd like to give you all a very quick and brief, painless uh, history of uh, St. Patrick's Day. So if, here it is. Um, so uh, here we go. History of St. Patrick's Day, and while we do that, I'm going to go take a leak. Or Actually, I have no idea what I'm going to do. But for five minutes, uh, I'm going to do something, that's really, and I'll be back. So... Here we go, and, uh, yes, top of it all to ya, and, uh, blah, pfft. I have no idea how to be a proper Irish person, so just bear with me, and, uh, quick and painless, uh, history on St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is a holiday celebrated on March 17th each year. It is the feast day of Ireland's patron saint, Patrick. St. Patrick's Day is celebrated in Ireland and all over the world by the people of Irish heritage. It has become a celebration of Irish culture. St. Patrick was actually born in Britain in 387, during the time Britain was occupied by the Roman Empire. His parents named him Padraig. He came from a family of priests. One day, when Padraig was 16 years old, he was kidnapped by raiders from Ireland. They took him back to Ireland as a slave, where he was forced to tend to sheep. Though Padre came from a Christian family, he found that there were no Christians in his new home. The people in Ireland practiced a different religion. Patrick was lonely, so he decided to pray. When Padre was 20, he had a dream that he believed came from God. Based on his dream, he escaped from his captors and made it to the sea. There, he found a ship captain who agreed to take him back to Britain. When he arrived back in Britain he reunited with his family. He also decided that he wanted to be a priest, so he began to study. Padraig studied for many years. He became a priest, and then was made a bishop. He decided to return to Ireland to tell people there about what he believed. Padraig, now called Patrick, worked in Ireland for 40 years, telling people about God. Some say that he converted all of Ireland to Christianity. 
It is said that by converting the Irish to Christianity, he drove the snakes from the island. One of the important symbols of St. Patrick's Day is the shamrock, or three-leaf clover. Patrick used the shamrock to help people understand God. Patrick died on March 17, 461, after spending many years helping people and sharing his beliefs all over Ireland. He died in the same place he had built his first church. Today, St. Patrick's Day is as much as a celebration of Irish culture as celebration of Patrick himself. People of Irish heritage all over the world wear green clothes and shamrocks on March 17. Many people also eat a traditional Irish meal of corned beef, cabbage, potatoes and soda bread. In Ireland, most people go to church in the morning. In the United States, there are many people with Irish heritage. Their ancestors moved to the U.S. during the Irish potato famine. So there are many special celebrations of St. Patrick's Day in the United States. Each year during St. Patrick's Day, the city of Chicago even dyes the Chicago River green. The fountain on the lawn of the White House gets dyed green too. Many cities also have parades. Did you know that the first St. Patrick's Day parade ever took place in New York City in 1762? Other symbols of Irish culture have also become associated with St. Patrick's Day, like the leprechaun. A leprechaun is a magical person from Irish folk tales. It is said if you can catch a leprechaun, he has to give you his pot of gold. Here are 10 things you might not know about St. Patrick's Day. Traditionally, every year, the Irish leader hands a crystal bowl full of shamrocks to the U.S. president. St. Patrick was originally associated with the color blue. Corned beef and cabbage is a St. Patrick's Day staple. Chicago started dyeing its river green in 1962. The first year used 100 pounds of dye. The odds of finding a four-leaf clover are about a one in every 10,000. St. Patrick was born in England and was once a slave. St. Patrick used the shamrock as a metaphor for the Holy Trinity when he was first introducing Christianity to Ireland. 13 million pints of Guinness will be consumed worldwide. St. Patrick's name was originally Mewin Sucket. St. Patrick is said to have been buried in Downpatrick, County Down, in Northern Ireland. Well, there you have it, folks. A quick, quick, brief, and painless summarization about the history of St. Patrick's Day. And how I totally forgot they make badass corned beef sandwiches. And, like, uh, uh, shepherd's pie. And, like, of course, the leprechauns. Those, oh, those finicky little short-stemmed, uh, devils. Uh... Always trying to get their pot of gold, which is said to be at the end of the rainbow. Yes, you get their pot of gold, and they'll bring you a uh, ever never-ending look. And also, lucky charms. Of course, that is such a very a tradition of uh, <laughs> a cereal. Heart, stars, horseshoes, clovers, and blue moons. Yep. 
Love me some Lucky Charms. Used to, not anymore. Make the milk taste... They make the milk look dis weird and disgusting. But anyway... That's all I... That's all I got to say to you people. Uh, oh, also, a little uh, St. Patrick's Day cinema recommendation. Okay, yeah. We got a lot of great Irish uh, people um, in uh, entertainment. In Irish entertainment, we have got uh, Colin Farrell, Saoirse Ronan. Uh, I believe... Um, uh, let's see. Uh, who do we know that's Irish? Uh, 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 well, okay. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, Van Morrison, Kenneth Branagh, um, Liam Neeson, of course, uh, Van Mor- did I say Van Morrison? Yeah, I think I said Van Morrison. Uh, uh, let's see, oi, uh, oh, Conor McGregor, of course, yeah, the UFC, badass, um, Bono, yep, Killian Murphy, uh, yeah, who else do we got, we have, Niall, of course, oh, Richard Harris, of course, Richard Harris, not just Dumbledore, he done a very great much, Unforgiven, like Clint Eastwood, Major Dundee, The Field, uh, uh, uh he played a tennis, uh, guy, uh, uh Brendan Gleeson, of course, J uh, Jonathan Reese Myers, Sinead, ugh, give me a break, uh, Chris O'Da- uh, wait, The Edge, of course, The Edge from U2, um, Gabriel Byrne, yes, remember, remember Irish Mafia, remember the, the movie, Al uh, the, the Miller's Crossing by the Coen Brothers, wherever it took place in, in the 1930s, maybe Chicago, a lot to deal with the Irish Mafia, Gabriel Byrne, uh, Albert Finney, Marcia Gay Harden, Steve Buscemi, John Turturro, such a badass Coen Brothers picture. Oh, what's this? Okay, I'm talking about the, the very important people of Ireland. Uh, authors, writers, poets, uh, thinkers, uh, philosophers. Uh, yes, yes, Oscar Wilde, of course. Yes, one of the most famous playwrights of all time, Irish playwrights, uh, C.S. Lewis, the, the, the Lion, the Chronicles of Narnia, George Bernard Shaw, yes, who, uh, who else am I leaving, uh, James Joyce, of course, I'm leaving out, uh, Yates, Yates, I'm leaving out W.B. Yates, the first Duke of Wellington, Arthur Wellesley, uh, uh, Maureen O'Hara, such a beautiful lass who is like one of the most phenomenal Irish actresses of all time. Now that's what I want to recommend to you people. An old classic film 70 years ago that had, well, believe it or not, the Duke, John Wayne. Yep. And it was made by none other than John Ford himself. Uh-huh. That's right. The Western Man. Of stagecoach, uh, the grapes of wrath, my darling Clementine, the man who shot Liberty Valance, the searchers, oh, oh man, the guy was such a genius filmmaker. 
Oh, Mr. Roberts. Yes, of course. How green was my valley? Uh, who else was I gonna... What else has uh, Ford... You could be familiar with what's Ford... Uh, oh. How the West was won. Uh, let's see. He also did Rio Grande. Uh, uh, the Ford... Oh, Ford Apache. She wore a yellow ribbon. That's right. And just so y'all know, John Ford, a legendary filmmaker, he worked so many times with John Wayne. They are such... Any movie that he made with John Wayne was such is such a, a worth watching. And so is this one, The Quiet Man. Not like any other... It's totally un-John Ford. Not John Ford-like. It's nothing that the Duke, John Wayne, would ever do. He's also always known for being a badass Western man. Ugh. Let's see. Uh, who else was that? Oh, yes, yes. It's uh, it's called The Quiet Man, directed by John Ford, and stars the Duke, Maureen O'Hara, Barry Fitzgerald, Ward Bond, and Victor McLaglen. And it takes place in, well, of course, Ireland. Uh, it was shot in County Mayo and County Galway. And, uh, yep. Some and some Irish ballad songs, Rakes of Mallow, The Wild Colonial Boy, and Isle of Innisfree, I, I, I think. So, yeah, anyway, you gotta check it out if you haven't seen it. And also, uh, you must check out, let's see, an, uh, another recommendation has to do with immigration from Ireland, gangs in New York, uh, 20 years ago. A modern-day Scorsese classic, DiCaprio, Day-Lewis, Cameron Diaz, uh, Jim Broadbent, uh, Liam Neeson, John C. Riley. Yep. Uh-huh. And, uh, let's see another one of Irish. Oh, man, I gotta check out this new one that Kenneth Branagh made. Belfast, of course, Belfast. Oh, man. Of course, Belfast, the most popular city, the most popular Irish, uh, uh, yeah. And it's got all these people, uh, like, uh, Siren Hines, Judy Dench, uh, uh, Kenneth Branagh wrote and directed, just says the most personal film that he ever made. And, of course, this takes place in, uh, Northern, Belfast, Northern Ireland, the, the, the Troubles of 1969, and, uh, a, Pretty sure it had to do with the IRA, the Irish Republican Army, of course. Yeah, all those people. The IRA was a bunch of, like, a, thought it was an army, a real army of Irish soldiers. But no, they're criminals. They're war, they're... Oh, boy, I'm rambling, rambling, rambling. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I've said enough. Everything about Ireland, so, yeah. So, everybody... I'm going to sign it off with a little bit of, like, culture and, um, uh, for, for the, for the Ireland, and thank you for everything that you've given us for, like, God knows how long. Oh, man. I love you, Ireland. I love you, green. I love the fields of green, the shepherd's pie, the uh, corned beef, uh, the lovely lasses of red hair. Mm-hmm. 
your countryside, your castles, your Gaelic music and stuff. And uh, everything, you're, you're very Catholic going and you're hardworking people. So, happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. And uh, episode 78 of Doc and Sun, where I go solo for the 24th time. And uh, this is, uh, of course, it's you too. Irish music. I think it's the most popular music in Ireland right now. U2, Bono, and The Edge. This is what they made from Gangs of New York. Of course, coming to America, starting a new life, land of opportunity. That's what you people from Ireland came to do, and you did it. God bless y'all. God bless ya. Uh, sorry about that. Anyway, here we go. Happy St. Patrick's Day.
Thank you. 